the Texas Music Spotlight Podcast, supporting artists and musicians from the great state of Texas. And now, here's your host, Julian. Hey everyone, this is Julian with the Texas Music Spotlight, and welcome to my segment, TMS Musicos, where I get to talk with musicians, friends, and peers from the Tejano music scene uh, from when I was playing, I don't know, 30 some odd years in the industry. Uh, I've had a chance to talk to some amazing guys so far, and I hope to bring in some more musicians, uh, and not just the artists. I wanted to stay away from the artists, because I think we all know the Tejano artists. I wanted to focus on the musician, because to me, every musician has a story, and uh, hopefully in telling their story, I get to tell my story as well, uh, and experiences through the industry. Uh, our first guest on today's TMS Musicals is Richard Garza from David Lee Garza y Los Musicales, longtime bass player. This guy is amazing. He set high standards for all the bass players coming up in the industry. You always listen to the guys and it's like, oh, you got to play that dicky lick. And you'll hear us talking about those dicky licks in the interview. Um, just a great guy, and I'm super honored honored that he was able to come in and do the podcast, even though I'm not sure he knew what a podcast was at first. Anyway, <laughs> but hopefully he gets to hear this and, and understands a little better. We had a good time talking about the industry. I do record these on Facebook Live, uh, so if you're interested in seeing the whole interview, I believe we're going to post the whole, the whole segment video-wise on uh, the TMS facebook page so you can watch the whole interview if you'd like obviously the podcast is edited so you're going to hear an edited version of that but again thanks to richard thanks to you guys we appreciate you guys listening and we know you want to support the podcast so one easy way you can do that is by clicking subscribe and giving us a rating or review on itunes you can also subscribe on soundcloud and we have a new way of supporting the podcast and that's through patreon.com that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash T-M-S podcast, all one word. Uh, on there, you can support us financially, monetarily, give us some bread, not 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 a whole lot. You can actually do it for a dollar, uh, and we'll throw you a shout out. My son set this up. You can We got cool kickbacks and, and re- rewards for supporting us. We'll throw you a shout out. We'll mention your business, mention an album, whatever you got going on. We'll do it on the podcast for you and uh, help you guys out just simply by subscribing and uh, supporting the podcast through patreon.com. Enough of me talking. Let's get to the interview with Richard Garza. Hope you enjoy it, and thanks for listening. How'd you get started, man? How'd you, man. What, how old were you when you started playing? I was uh, about 10 years old. And actually... David and Adam, my older brother, uh-huh. they're already playing. I mean, they were, you know, I would see them in the living room practicing. Right, right. And I wasn't really drawn to that, you know. Like, yeah. I was 10, you know, but Adam was uh, 8 when he started playing. Oh, so he was already 14 because we're four years apart. Right, right. So it's, he's... it's uh, myself and then Adam and then David. So he's already in high school where he Yeah, to play yeah, he's kind of, yeah. Well, 14, I guess. is Right around there, right? Yeah, junior, junior high, yeah, probably eighth grade. And um, I didn't want to, I could. I would hear him play and stuff, but I was more interested in playing outside, I guess. Right. And, Get my G.I. Joe's. Yeah. <laughs> and at that time, um, you know, on Sundays or Saturdays, the ice cream man would pass by. Uh-huh. And my dad told me one time, you know, either you got to start working, <laughs> either play music or work with ice cream man. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to work with an ice cream man. <laughs> so I did that for two years. Really? Yeah. Instead of music. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I started working with an ice cream man and, uh, every Saturday, Sunday. Uh-huh. And um, 
finally, I guess I needed a bass player in my. They were like, <laughs> That's You're always the situation, bass. right? We need a bass player. Go ahead and yeah. pick that up. You're going to play bass. I'm like, uh, okay, I guess. And my dad bought me a little. Uh, it looks like a Mustang Fender, yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It, they don't have a brand on it. Right. And uh, at a pawn shop. So that's how I started playing. So you were about 12? Uh, say about 11. 11, 11 yeah. Because yeah, at 12, yeah. I started actually playing already at, at gigs, you know? God. And, and this was your dad's band, right? It was Yeah, it was my was dad, college. David, uh, Adam, and we had a... Oh, a Chente's dad was yeah. doing the singing. Right. So, you know, I started playing and... I picked it up, you know, I guess the basics, you know, just... Who's playing probably, guitar? <clears throat> well, my we just had a bajo. Oh, okay, so it was your dad. But yeah. then uh, David, you know, was like, you know what, let's expand the band a little. So who who who, who showed you the ropes? I mean, uh, David, basically, yeah. I mean, David's not a bass player, but, right. you know, he knows music, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't. <laughs> but uh, David was the one that actually... You know, you know, we would hear a song and he okay, you know, this, this is the way it goes, and pick it up. And I play with my thumb, like, oh, golly. You got the calluses? <laughs> yeah, and they was like, you need to start playing with your fingers. Like, right. Really? So I started playing, you know, like occasionally with my fingers, but I then, you know, it comes natural, I guess. I just started playing with my fingers. Uh-huh. But um, after... Well, David was working at Columbia, the bowling ball company uh-huh. here in town, and he knew a guy that played guitar there. So he asked him, "Hey, you want to play with us? You know, practice?" Yeah, I'll go practice with you, which was Henry. Really? So Henry went down and he started playing, and you know, he knew a lot of uh, riffs, you know, rock Kiki, and roll. Kiki and, was and badass, uh, man. like like uh, blues and stuff. Right, and right. So he was playing with us, you know, and. And we practice, and that's when Pato, uh, uh, the singer, he you know he was with us, you know. I got to tell you Kike's story because okay, from what I heard, I never got to play with Kike. Oh wow! But like you said, Kike didn't knew a lot of stuff, but he yeah. didn't know what he was doing. Exactly, right? Yeah. He just knew because it sounded right. He listened. Yeah. Oh, it's George Benson. Yeah. This and that. Yeah. <laughs> Someone asked him, and this is told for me from uh, like Rolito and stuff like that. They go. One time, Kiki was doing this badass chord, and they go, "Hey, Kiki, what's that chord?" Chord pendejo. Oh, chord pendejo. It came from us. Oh, come on, guys. We were Kiki. What chord is that? Jose is a chord pendejo. The guys told me about this. Man, I wish I would have got to play oh, with them. Because, and listening to the old tracks, man, he he did some yeah crazy yeah. stuff over the simple progressions yeah, of yeah. piano music. You know, I mean, and actually, you know when. He was kind of my uh, uh, motivator in a yeah. way because we would be playing and he'd do stuff, so I'd follow him, you know. Right. And he'd look at me, and then and he'd uh, give me the nod or the <laughs> yeah. So you know, through the through the years, you know, I'd do stuff and he'd do stuff, and and then uh, sometimes he'd say, uh, "Hey, la uh, marachingasos," like you know, play <laughs> right. back and forth. Back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was the one that actually came in. As a guitar player, the first ones, you know. As so when you started playing bass, I mean, George was, I mean, um, David was showing you stuff, but mm-hmm. did you go back and start listening to other Tejano musicians, or, or you wanted to keep it just... Well, actually, I'm... Were you into the music? I, mean, I was, but yet, I don't really... They asked me, well, who do you listen to, or right. or who's, uh, you know, your inspiration, or who do you... Right. Um, and really, I 
I tell him, I listen to country. <laughs> <laughs> this one guy from California, um, he every time he sees me, man, he tells me, golly, uh, I will never forget that one time, you know, I came up to you and I asked you, so, man, who's your inspiration? Who do you listen to? Right. You know, jazz and this and that. And you, you said, I listen to country. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, right? You know, I've, I've been asking, and it's, one of the reasons I, I, I wanted this interview uh, for the podcast was when people have asked me, uh, through my plane, who was your inspiration? I said, well, it depends what style of music you're talking about. Okay. I said, if you said rock and roll, be Billy Sheehan, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But when, I said, when it comes to Tano, it was Dicky. When I started playing, you were the guy we had to listen to. You were the, like, oh, you got to learn all his licks. You got to learn what the hell? Is, oh, did you hear what he just did there? Oh my god! I don't, even, I don't even know what I'm doing. Believe me. <laughs> but it, but musically, mm-hmm. when I started learning the the the, uh, the theory of music, yes, uh-huh. it made sense. John, our guitar player, now, right? You know, he he knows music, right? Just like Carl, and he's like, uh, what you're doing there? It's not really the way it's supposed to go, but it'll work. <laughs> I laugh because me and Carl used to have the same exact yeah, thing. Like, okay, in. I said, okay, I mean, I'm going to play it anyway. I don't yeah. know what. <laughs> I used to tell Carl, make it work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What does it work when we're in the score? Well, make a chord that fits it. I don't right? know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's the exact same thing, man. And not really. I uh, I just play what I feel. Right. I listen to some old stuff, too, on a, now that YouTube and stuff, you know, right. I'm like, wow, who's that yeah. playing? Like, it's me, really? Right. <laughs> because I don't, I right, guess I middle down already, you know, it's like, ah, you know what, I'm just going to go straight or throw a lick here and there, you know, but, you know, it's uh, it's like, wow, I used to play like that. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about playing with your brother, uh, Adam. I mean, how's, oh, Adam? I mean, I think <clears throat> the way you guys play off each other is, yeah. is, is yeah, it's, that's just years of, it's, of playing. It, I know, it's, it's, uh. It's I was I was gonna say weird, but it's it's not. It's uh, I guess amazing. <laughs> well, you, you <laughs> because you, uh, you know what he's gonna do, right? Well, we don't. I, I mean, mean every feel... night, every night <laughs> is a different feel, and uh, some nights the song it'll stop, you know, on a certain uh-huh. lick. Sometimes it just goes by real smooth, but we don't tell each other. It's just a feeling, and we're playing it. Boom! Like, okay, yeah, you're there too. Okay, <laughs> you, you anticipate, right? Yeah, you can feel with the lick. Yeah, I used to get that yeah. with. Uh, oh, it's not all drummers because not all drummers are that great. Right. Say. When you have a, a drummer that's responsive, yeah, you know, you guys because you guys are brother and been playing yeah. since forever. Forever, yeah. you know, I mean, we mean? can play. I mean, it, it's a feel thing for us, you know. Right. It's not really okay. Let's right there. We'll do this lick. Right. It's not because we don't. We don't even practice. That. Well, like, even like a lot of bands today, they want to do that. Yeah. And I think it's just building that uh, that uh, that comfort between the rhythm yeah. section. Yeah. To wearing, you know, that drummer, he, you know, all his licks. You know exactly yeah. when he does this, he's gonna probably go here. Yeah. yeah. And then he vice versa. When you're right. doing a bass lick, mm-hmm. I'm gonna follow the, the tail end of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it just comes with time. Yeah, know? with time and. You know, when you record new stuff, too, you know, you're playing the song. And to me, you know, we'll listen through to the song and 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 get the basic of it. You know, the right. basic, the, 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 the changes and stuff like that. And then after that, you know, you start playing it and they're like, whoa, this goes there. You know, and he'll feel it, too. You're like, okay, it goes there then, you know. Right. But right. It's, it's weird how, how that, you know, happens. And David, David will throw in his, his, his uh, you know, his... his two cents in there too. right right because you'll hear something different too you know like try this right like, oh, okay and we're playing like oh okay yeah not, there it is you know it feels it you know so so that being said if you know working with adams for so long you've played with other drummers too right yes uh-huh yeah how has 
Um, is it a push and pull kind of thing? <laughs> Man, sometimes it feels like you're carrying a, a, a like a refrigerator, you know. It's or you're pulling them back, you know. Right. You're playing and you're like, okay, slow down. Right, slow right. Down. I'm trying to tell you to slow yeah. down. Listen, but um, no, but, you know, it's it, it it's a uh, you appreciate your your drummer, you right. know, because we've had uh, different drummers through the years, right? Because Adam. You know, he became a deacon. Yeah, I heard about that. So, you know, there were some times he couldn't go. And, uh, you know, what drummer do we get? Like, "Mm, I don't know, whatever drummer you want, not really. (laughs) (laughs) But there's some good drummers out there that, you know, Chente. Oh, yeah. Chente will blend in with you big time. It's just a monster. And it's like, man, have you been playing with us this long or what? (laughs) But he knows he's the feel, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of it is just just listening, too. Listening to your surroundings and not getting caught up and just, I'm going to play, you know, this way. But we've had a couple of drummers that are, you know, that you feel comfortable with. Like, uh, okay. But you've been lucky because you had Adam for all these years. Oh, yeah. Guys like us who have to do with different drummers all the time. I know. I bet that's. Yeah, I can only imagine, man, what what it is having a different drummer. It's like, I'm I'm not gonna say who I said this to. But <laughs> we had a drummer come in one time, and he was playing all this stuff all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, <laughs> "What are you doing?" You know, <laughs> I finally said, "No," I said, "Dude, you're a badass drummer." Yeah, I said, "You don't have to prove it every song." Yeah, yeah. I said, yeah. "Just play the song. Yeah, Deal with the song yeah, first." You yeah. know. <laughs> Sometimes I feel kind of a uh, like. When the band plays and they're playing all this stuff, I'm like, man, is that the way I sound too? You know, <laughs> I like, you know, I feel, I feel kind of awkward. Like, oh man, I don't want to do that anymore. You know, <laughs> play so, all. But, is it the same kind of transition when you're dealing with different singers? Because you've gone through, yeah, I don't know, how many singers? Like seven oh, or eight? Man, more? Uh, it's probably eight, nine. Yeah, different yeah. singers. Well, each one has their own style. Yeah, and their own. Uh, style of music or you know like Marcos was kind of a soft singer mm-hmm. so you know his songs were more not laid back but you know they weren't really up in your face you know, right like Jay you know uh, Ram he was our first actual singer right. you could go lead vocalist him I mean we he was a I want to say a front man because you know the that cute but you know we just had to follow you know we were the the band so he right. just sang you know, we were all new, and him too. You know, he didn't. Right. He sang with a with an orchestra here in town, but you know, we were still trying to learn the ropes. You know, as far as okay, there's a guy singing up there now. Are we gonna follow him, or we're just gonna play our music and let him follow us? Right. You know. And then after Ram, uh, that's when uh, when Emilio came in. Right. And Emilio was more of a fun kind of singer. You know, that guy could sing anything, yeah. and. You know he'd uh, he'd accustom you uh, himself to to what we were playing because he had to with Ram songs, you know. Right. But then he came in and he started his own doing his own stuff and then had yeah. to come with his own style. Yeah, his own style. So and so he working was, with all the music, I mean all the singers. It is for one, the singer has to learn your whole catalog, right? Oh yeah, of- <laughs> yeah. You know, there's uh, singers that don't have a, a storage in their brain as right. far as learning songs, and there's some that. Man, they can learn them. David will give them. They learn these twelve songs. Okay, next week, hey, I've learned them. Like really, you learned all twelve songs. Uh, you know, like example, the one we have right now, yeah, uh, Cesar. Uh, you know, he he's good about learning songs, and he'll learn them. Man, like wow, you know, and 
you know, he'll have his book there on the floor, but yeah, that's like a case. security blanket yeah. in case he don't remember a song or he'll flip it. But you know, it's I'm, I'm like man, but he's young too, dude. He's we're playing songs. You know, 1392, he goes, oh, that's when I was born. Like, ah, 92. You feel old or we are old. <laughs> well, I mean, you figure that the, the singers you get now have to learn that many songs. Yeah, yeah. Like, Emilio just had to learn Ram songs. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And Jay just, you know, yeah. just Rams and Emilio yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So now this guy. Now yeah. it's like a whole, yeah, you know, you Oscar G, Marcos, Emilio, and Ram and all this stuff. Yeah, uh, Jay would, he would like to sing some of the old... Uh, I guess when Oscar G was with us before Jay, and he liked some of his songs, you know. And I liked Oscar G. Yeah, I did. And uh, so he, where's the Bible, which is a book, you know, because he'll put it out there, you know, <laughs> sing some songs, right? And, you know, and Emilio songs, you know, he likes certain songs, you know. But there's singers that only will sing. I like this guy's songs, that guy's songs, right? You know, there's a uh, not too many that can say like the one we have now. Going back to Cesar, he can sing. All of them. So for your for the, for the gearheads that are into, I'm I'm not a big gear person. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? I just like simple. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, if it's got three knobs, I'm good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just, less, three knobs that's less it. better. Or, you know, what's your what's your app right now? No, uh, I don't have. You a don't monitor, have an app? You go direct. No, direct. No, no box or anything. Mm, Preamp? No, no. Nah, nah. Direct box. Direct that's it. Box. Yeah. Sweet. So all your tone is from your bass and okay, your, of course uh, your fingers. I, yeah, I take that back. Actually, maybe about seven months ago, I got a little Fender, uh-huh. just a little Fender, just so I could hear myself. Because, like a rumble, Fender, Fender rumble? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sometimes I, I lose the sound because it's a place is so big, but yet I tell my uh, sound man, you know, just give me some bass out there and it'll pick it up, you know, to where I can <laughs> hear it, you know, right. either or, you know, but it's, you know, we travel in a bus no equipment, you know, so the space is limited for us too in the bus. Using ears? No. No? no. no. So you're just running bass through monitors and you're in the Yeah, lighting? yeah. Oh, man. Yep. I, I think most of the tone comes from your fingers anyway. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah, I listen to some old stuff and like, wow, you know, I listen to the tone and, and like, oh, okay, that's what, you know, some of my buddies refer to as like, man, I like your tone, like, can I hear it? So right. Like, oh, like, oh, okay, you know, it's, but yeah, it's basically, I guess, from your own. Your so own hand. yeah, because I remember Carl told me that he said, "Man, when, uh, when I pick somebody else's bass, he said, man, no matter what, you, whatever you pick up, it sounds like you." Yeah, exactly. I said, "Well, that's because it is me. <laughs> yeah. it's my fingers." You know, I your try fingers. to keep my, yeah. my my same position every time <laughs> oh, I play. Yeah, you know, yeah. but yeah. so you're not a big gear. No, not really. Just as long as. So what do you go for? Like the big round sound, or like the mid range cut? I like or? the mid range. Yeah, I like yeah. mid range because. Uh, the low end, man, it'll you'll lose it, or it'll start, you know, it'll start uh, feedback rumbling yeah, and stuff. Rumbling. And I said, you know what? And I just mid mid lows, you know, right, right there, you know, just enough to cut. A little yeah, bit so you can hear. Yeah, what there. yeah. Sometimes I'll go a little too high, but you know, he'll fix it out there. But yeah, I like the mid the the mid range. I like mid range. So how do you come with your licks, man? I want to know. How do I come up with my licks? <laughs> with your licks. I want to know. <laughs> it's just the feel of the song, you know. And uh, going back to what I used to listen to, David would put on those chachos yeah. back then. You know, they had riffs, you know, through yeah. their songs. You know, that's one thing I I guess I picked up from them. that said, you know, every song I think needs a little riff in there, you know. Yeah. 
just maybe a little one, you know, not so big either. But right. and uh, but I think that's one one of the bands that really you know I was inspired by is Los Chachos, you know, and yeah. of course Bernal, you know, their music is great, you know, and uh, but then after that, uh, then Pulido came in, you know, and Little Joe. You know, so you don't have a bag of licks that you just kind of pull out. <laughs> that bag has a hole, man. They're all gone. <laughs> because, man, I, I I think back when I first started playing, and you know, everybody did the David Lee stuff, and and uh, I was like, man, you got to learn that that doom doom down 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 down. And I said, it's just all sc- later on you figure out, oh, yeah, it's a scale, scale, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then yeah. he falls down the scale. Yeah. But we all go through learning. Uh, I could probably play like three or four year old licks right now that's, <laughs> that I still remember and use in my head. Dang. But uh, so I, one thing I noticed about your live playing is it's never like the album. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And David's real particular about recording. He goes, just play straight, right? You know, throw a lick here and there. You know, but all of us together. Right. And yes, it, it's it makes sense. You know, to us, it's like okay. But then you go live and you you feel it's a feel feel thing, right? You know, and it's like okay. And now, you know, our live stuff, you know, is getting played by other bands recording wise. You know, you hear your lick, like right? Oh right. wow, they recorded that. <laughs> That's <laughs> my lick. <laughs> I didn't get it because David said I couldn't put it down. <laughs> no, but it's okay. You know, it's like okay, you hear different licks, like oh, okay, yeah. or we'll go in and. Somebody will say, hey, do that dicky lick. I'm like, what dicky lick? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, whatever. What, what one of my best experiences. But, you know, I've copied your licks over the years, <laughs> over the, my time playing. But one of my best experiences was when Marcos Orozco had to record an album with the David Lee songs. Uh-huh. I think Paso a Paso. He had to redo... I think for legal purposes, I'm uh-huh. not sure. He had to redo those songs new. Uh-huh. So I don't know how you... I don't want to get into technicalities yeah. and legal stuff like that. But one of the experiences for me was they called me to play bass on it. Uh-huh. And they said, and I asked them, do you want me to just play over the songs or do you want it to be played like Dickie? Yeah. And they said, no, we want Dickie's like, feel. They should have called me. <laughs> but that was fun for me because I had to go in there and like, okay, this is this is this song. I had I learned all your licks to a T, and I was wow. like, oh my god, this is. And I remember doing those stuff, right, that stuff right. uh, early in my career. Yeah. But now it's later on, so now I get to actually put it down on tape that you know this is his stuff and. Wow. Uh, it was really cool and fun for me to just take out your, your licks and learn them hmm. and see what you did, uh, theoretically, too, as well. So, right. okay, how did he move from this chord to this chord? Okay, that makes sense, you know, something like that. So but what's, I'm, what's my score? <laughs> it's always been an A+, plus, sir. It's always been an A+. Plus. I've always uh, appreciated and uh, admired your, your tone oh, and your sound you. and your <laughs> contribution to the Tejano industry. Okay. That being said, the Tejano industry, uh, what are your thoughts on where it is now? It's, it's a big, it's a it's, big topic, I know. It's moving forward. I mean, we're having, you know, bands. They're playing some new bands on radio. You know, they're right. not staying back with the 90s, you know, especially here in town, you yeah. know, but like the Signal, you know. They're bringing up them to where 
you got kids following them, you know, right. which is good because they're going to be around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Back then in the 80s, we had, you know, our kids follow, but mm-hmm. now they're grandma and grandpas, you know, so they they're, go out, they're they staying home. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, if we can get, uh, like, Elida también. Elida is a real, you know, I love her singing. Yeah. And she has her following, too. So if we can get all, you know, new bands coming up and... Uh, which there's a bunch of them out there. Yeah. Man. Go yes. to Fanfare. Yeah. Fanfare, Wally, you're like, wow, who's that band? Where are they from? They're from out of state. Yeah. So they come in and do their stuff and like, wow, you know, they, they sound good, but they don't get the airplay that they that they should have, you know, so stations. Do you think it's strictly just airplay? I mean, do you think it's just that I mean, are there stations that are that it's even worth it? Or does do the new bands gotta figure out a different way to get that Exposure. Yeah, you have to tag on with a band that's on the road, you know. It's good to make a CD, but, you know, go out and play. You know, you see all, you know, these different singers or bands that, man, I have another CD coming out. Well, what happened to the first one? (laughs) Where are you playing or, you know, get out on the road, you know, and and get some some scars, you know, and, and, you know, hit yourself every once in a while. Like, whoa, this is a road. Yeah. You know, but... The ones that just record and, and put it out there. I mean, it's good. I mean, don't get me wrong, but, yeah. you know, go out there and, and let the people hear it live. Right. You know, it's it's different. You that know? was one of the things that I, I I saw in the 80s. If you look at the the rise of the, the peak of Tejano, it was yeah. like the 90s, early 90s, right yeah. around there. Yeah. Um, when all the labels started signing these different oh, bands. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, you got all the capital and all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, well, they right? saw this money, like, right. hey, there's money over there. And they there. started signing all these groups, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I, what I, looking back, is like, they didn't, they didn't give enough time to develop an artist. Mm-hmm. I said, you look at what they did there, and you look at who's still around. Mm-hmm. Your David Lees, your Ram, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah. The ones that are still around are the ones that were there before the trend happened. Right. They right. developed the following. Yeah. And all the ones that were picked up during all that, Sign, mass signing yeah. weren't given enough time to develop hit the road like you yeah, said yeah. and develop as an artist because uh-huh. now they're not here yeah yeah. who are the ones that are still here the ones that that were that were there before, before the peak you know yeah, yeah. and that's just the, the I, I think with your in your uh, when your perspective too is like building that relationship and touring and getting yeah. out there hitting the road and, yeah. and getting the scars and, and yeah because you'll, you'll you'll make that that circuit you know yeah and uh, you start getting that following, and mm-hmm. then people start buying your records and asking for you at different places and radio stations and playing you know, all the shittiest yeah. places, the yeah, little yeah. little towns where you mm-hmm. lose money, you don't make yep. no money, and you you yeah. know you you go for a small guarantee against the door and it doesn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those, you know? those are fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, or you back in the old days when you go out and it's like, oh, we didn't get paid or we didn't make enough yeah. money or God, that sucks, you know. But yeah. when you're young, it's like you don't care. But I agree, you got to get out there, yeah. and hit the road and and take the losses and yeah. pay your dues, yeah. as they say in the old days. But yeah. and I also think there's a new venue with the internet. There's a, oh yeah, you, you have the potential to mm-hmm. reach yep. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Just the free internet that's yeah. out there. Yeah. So I think the bands need to figure out. How to do that? How to do too. that too? Yeah, that's true. I mean, because yeah. it's there. Yeah. I mean, look at Ruby. Uh, her quinceañera went worldwide. <laughs> you know, y'all weren't invited. Did y'all go? Yeah, <laughs> we we weren't invited. <laughs> Forty thousand, yeah. Golly, 
you know, San Luis Potosí, that's from Monterrey yeah. to San Luis, there's nothing out yeah. there. You know, we played out there already. Yeah. Like, wow, you know, but it, it was, it was, uh, I think they said they ran out of gas in the city because it was so much people there. I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about Mexico. Okay. Your first time in Mexico. How, how, what, what do you think of the the, wow. the audience? Because I have my impressions too. When I first went, I was like, oh my God. You know, crazy. When we first, I remember going into Monterrey, the outskirts, mm-hmm. you know, uh, our hat logo is pretty popular. Right. And over there, I mean, they were using it for everything, for grocery stores, for, you know, for any kind Yo of bonds. stores. Yeah, like, oh, there's our hat logo again. Oh, they're using it over here. And then well, they paint your logo on the wall right. that you're playing right. at a certain place. But uh, it was like, wow, you know, they already know us over here. We hadn't even played over there. Right. So, But, you know, we have our, our faithful fans over there, too, that have been following us for a long time. And, and um, it's it's... It's like, man, we, you kind of think like, man, we're reaching people all the way to Mexico, to right. Monterrey, you know, but uh, you're like, man, it's, it's, it's nice. It's a good feeling, you know. I mean, that's one of the places at Monterrey that they appreciate your music. Yeah. Not that Texas doesn't. No, no, I know what you mean. I know. But what over mean. there, they're like. It's, it's a different. Well, the, the thing, look, Tejano's a, a blue collar music, mm-hmm. you know, so I think the, the, in Monterrey and lots of Mexico is they appreciate uh, that's their younger age music. Right. A lot of young people listen, still listen to that music. Yeah, yeah. And that's the problem with between Texas and Mexico is a lot of the younger people here in Texas don't listen to Tejano. Yeah. The younger people in Mexico listen to yeah, Tejano, yeah, Norteño, yeah. and that's, that yeah. doesn't do. So obviously... I mean, I have a 28-year-old daughter and a 26, and they weren't into mm-hmm. our music back yeah. then, you know? And... Now they wish they were, you know, they tell me, like, wish I wish we, we'd learned Spanish. You know, right, and, right. Well, it's not too late, you know. But, yeah. You know, they, they see that, you know, where they were, their their roots, you know, yeah. so. But, now, when you go down to Mexico, did they make fun of your Spanish? Oh, yeah, yeah. They were loud, man. Like, oh, this pocho yeah. from Texas, you know. Yeah, they know right away. Okay. Well, that's not what I learned in, in Texas, you know, to, to say it. We know all the slang stuff. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, now they... They kind of they're pretty much used to to your talking yeah. over there, but they pick they know quick like do I have a sign up here yeah. that says you <laughs> know American or something? <laughs> I really enjoyed the, the crowds there, and, and like I was saying, that a lot of the younger people there still listen to oh yeah that type of music, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things we have to do in this genre <laughs> is how do you reach those younger kids? Yeah, you know, how do you get to them? It's, How do you shut that dog up over there? <laughs> <laughs> That's my dog. It's, I got it locked up. So, so how do you keep the? How do you reach that younger I generation? I don't know? know. I don't know. It's. I don't know how to do that. I mean, <laughs> I couldn't do it with my own daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I I, I want to thank you, man, because I I I hope to tell my story mm-hmm. through telling your story. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I've I've had a great time. Yeah, <laughs> I don't do it anymore. I mean, I got a regular job and I'm, I'm done. Whatever. No, I mean, we're go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've had a I've I've had a, a good time mm-hmm. uh, playing. Yeah, you know, through 30 years. I mean, you've done it longer. I've done about 30 years of playing with you know, Shelly, Patsy, right. Bobby, Polito, Emilio, and and all these. I've had a great time, right. and, I, and I always talk to my wife about it. And mm-hmm. 
every once in a while something keys off a memory like oh this one time we did this and this and that she's yeah. like I said babe there's something I can't tell you but trust me it was all fun yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I I have nothing but love for the industry yeah uh, I thought I was going to play forever yeah and I still might mm-hmm. you know I mean I still play every once in a while but it's not uh, now it's because I want to mm-hmm. not because I have to right. so that's where I'm at right mm-hmm. now and uh, as this industry goes of course You've been a big part in my development as a as a musician, so that's why it was special for me to to have you in here first to, <laughs> well, to you, say Jimmy. you know I'm learning those licks and they're all your licks, man. <laughs> Playing all this stuff, so thank you. I mean, I thank you for the invitation. And my wife's like, "Where are you going? <laughs> what are you gonna do?" I said, "This friend of mine, he's gonna do a podcast. What's that?" I said, "I don't know, but it sounds." <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome no but uh, yet, uh, thank you for having me it's, it's I've never done this either and uh, you know it's just about playing having fun and enjoying what you do and it's in the blood you know for us yeah so what's so what's up with the new year man <clears throat> we just want to play you know really you recording it's, anything no? not yet no last year we did and uh, it's doing good you know songs on the radio mm-hmm. you know, we have a couple of songs that are on there that are getting airplay you know so but no I mean just playing through the years see where you know go out of state you know you do your Michigan your yeah. Florida the town of convention Vegas yeah Vegas <laughs> you know, go to California. I miss those man yeah I really like those <laughs> yeah but uh, you know there's a lot of people out there that support the music yeah. you know like especially Vegas you get them from everywhere yeah you know, hey, I'm from California. Yeah. I'm from uh, Chicago, Oregon, Oregon, Oregon Washington, yeah. All right there, yeah. Like, oh, cool. You know, but it's, they, it's pretty neat. They play us out there? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Dickie, thank you so much. Yes, man. sir. I, I really appreciate it, bro. I appreciate no your time. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to the Texas Music Spotlight Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and visit our website, texasmusicspotlight.com to find out how you can be a part of the live recordings. Until next time, please continue to support local artists and music in your hometown. Yeah.